Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, we're joined by Bob Steele to talk about all things Anarch. We find a defender to match your yacht and some brand new products from our friends at Pangolin 4x4. And now, without further delay, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the 12-seat 109 station wagon to Stevens' 8-seat Defender 130 I am the widespread discomfort of podcasting, Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram, at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike. Well, this week in the news, if you are into yachting, which I, I know you are, I know you're a big yachty, which is, to, 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 be, to be fair, Eliza hates it when I use the word yachty. But that is what the the yachting community, like if you work on a yacht, like you're a, a bosun or you're a chef mm-hmm. or something like that, you you refer to your community as yachties. Yeah. So if you're a yachty, but, you you probably already know this, but the the firm firmship makers of fine yachts are also doing a special edition Defender because why not? You know what? It is impossible now to buy a Defender that is not some kind of edition. I, f- I firmly believe that. I don't think you can buy a non-edition Defender. Yeah, why would you want to? That's the that's the follow-up question to that. Why would you want to? If I want a defender, I'm I, getting a special edition. I'm special. I think I need the standard edition. defender is now the standard defender edition. I don't even think. I just think I don't what? think there is a standard. I think even the standard is an edition. That's a commemorative yeah. plaque. That's a commemorative plaque. It's a standard. You cannot get one. That isn't an edition. I think it's fine. I I like a lot of the editions. They're pretty cool. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the county. Uh, I love the county pretty, so much. You know, and it's like funny. I saw those wheels. Yeah. Someone, it was one of the review sites was like, you know, this 20 inch steel wheel is really, like really popular. And I'm like, it's not, it's not steel. And they're like, oh, this is like a super expensive steel wheel. They said steel wheel in that review 19 times. That, that, that wheel is 100% not steel. So I would ask that if you're a YouTube review site, bring a magnet with you and just check. 
before you say in your review 19 times that something is steel. But they're not. They're an alloy wheel. But they're cool. I like them. But they're 20 inches. Man, they're so big. I thought they were 19 for a long time, but they're not. They're 20, unfortunately. The Speaking wheels. of wheels, this Friendship yeah, yacht, yacht Edition, edition Land Rover got some, it's got some wheels on it. Do we know their composition? What's the composition of these wheels? They kind of look like they might be the Land Rover 20-inch alloy wheels or at least a version of them. They're real nice. This is the whitest Defender I think I've ever seen in my life. It if the tire rubber was white, I think every part of this vehicle would be white. I mean, the only thing that's black is the glass and the tires and even the little grills that like cover over the vents and things. Everything is everything is just as white as can be. It is it's the yachtiest, really. I mean, you know, to, vendors. to be fair, I think mm-hmm. it's sort of a, it, in some ways evocative of like the U.N. peacekeeping vehicles. It's just yeah. plain white. Yeah. Plain white, white wheels. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know the sort of industrial like right. one ten looking yeah. white. Yeah, I don't think that's what they were going for necessarily. They were looking for like the boat shoe white kind of yes, thing. Yes, that's right. But I don't, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. You know, the interior yeah. is very light colored, and I think would would get pretty dingy pretty fast. It would. But... Now apparently the outside of it. So this is not just the regular. This isn't just your. Also regular... can't drive it after Labor Day. You can't. No, you have to just park it up. Um, But this is apparently, this has been repainted, so top to bottom, with what they're calling the strongest and toughest metal lacquer available in the world. And I guess that's because this car is meant to be uh, yacht adjacent a lot, meaning I guess it's going to be exposed to seawater like constantly. Which would yeah, on your you're things. supposed to crane it onto your yacht so yeah, you get where I you're going so, you right? can crane yeah. it off and drive yeah. it around. And so, <laughs> apparently this lacquer is normally used on bulldozers and metal public telephone boxes in the United States. The only thing I, I would I would question there is when was the last time you saw a metal telephone box? Never. Yeah, I've never, never. seen. Doesn't I've never exist. seen. I haven't seen a telephone box in like in like about thirty years. But whatever. And anyways, that's what's maybe it's the, maybe it's surplus thirty year old paint. It might be. And apparently it has a little bit of a texture. Like it has a little bit of a texture to it. Um, Weird. So it's like that almost sounds like kind of a diet caffeine free rhino liner. So, you know, maybe, you know what this thing needs? It needs a NAS Defender cage and a snorkel. That would be cool. That would be cool. But yeah, the inside, the the steering wheel is suede and the dash is suede, which Mm -hmm. does beg the question, how long will that stay clean? Because it is white, like white suede who is it white it's very Yikes. white yeah it's very white, very white. and uh, yeah it looks really nice though and i agree you know i think that you put the un triangle on the door of this sucker and uh, you you got yourself a peacekeeping vehicle now i imagine i'm just saying just this drive thing around is, wearing one of those helmets those wraparound yeah, helmets the blue helmets yeah the blue mushroom yeah. i imagine this thing is is not cheap as the uh, you know the firm seven thousand dollars I think it's on top of the base price of the vehicle. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The the, the Firmship 55, which is, it looks kind of like a tugboat, honestly. Like, I know these are like luxury yachts. If you look at the photos inside of them, you know, and all the teak little things and stuff. But these are not like, these aren't like crazy ass, like Larry Ellison boats. Like these are, these are just little, you know, these are just like little ships. You know, this is something you would have like, if you were, let's say in Amsterdam or something, you know, these aren't, these aren't like massive you know, massive yachts or something. So yeah, they're pretty cool. And and they are also, their motif is super white. They're, everything is white and teak and everything. So this car matches really well. And I actually think this is one of the nicer additions of Fender 
that that I've seen. I, I kind of wish that Land Rover made something like this. It's white. Even the, you know, the windshield wiper arms are even white. I saw that. The I cases know. around the back of the headlight enclosures are white. They really whited this thing out, man. I mean, they this is it's the opposite of murdered out. This is like yeah. the exact opposite. It's pretty cool. You need, you need two in your garage. You need one, that, a black one and a white one. Oh, and a white it's, one, yeah. yeah. The yin and yang. Different. Different stormtrooper outfits for each each one. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. I'd get one. Get one. It's yeah. pretty good. It's it's not it's not the worst one I've seen. It's not nope. the worst one I've seen. Nope. So what? So, hundred and hundred and like fifty five thousand, give or take, depending on what base defender you buy. I guess. But but act now. I think they're only going to make twenty five of these. So you right. better you better hurry out there to get yours. What's the best kind of ship, Stephen? That's a firm ship. It's a firm friendship. Ship. Friendship. Oh, friendship. Oh, kind. Yeah. well, yeah. Now, I, I did hear that there's a slightly less potent one coming from Flaccid Boat. That Flaccid also makes Boat? Flaccid is that Boat. your... Is that it's your... The competitor. Yacht designer of choice? Yeah, Flaccid Boat. They, um, you know, they're not quite... <laughs> they don't have quite the... Well, speaking of new products, mm. have we got a couple of good ones here for you guys today? We're going to talk about the new 109 Land Rover aluminum fuel tank from your good friends over at pangolin 4x4 i love those guys they're they're really a great group of folks and if if you get the dog tested peanut the dog you you should you should go visit them at any rate for a long time 109 fuel tanks for the station wagon vehicles and the Mm -hmm. later series 109 pickups Mm -hmm. those have a rear tank that tank has been available, but only as a a very late style tank with a right. bayonet style sender. Mm-hmm. So they don't really fit well the earlier cars. They don't mm-hmm. to use the original sending unit, and then you have a problem with the compatibility with yep. the gauge. The so and, yeah. there's a bunch of cars of that vintage running around with no fuel gauge because mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a problem. So, so you just have uh, to rock we, the car back and forth and listen to the sloshing. You actually got a, a long yeah. stick that you yeah. f- you stick down yeah. into the fuel tank to figure you out. You have what a the tiny guy in a boat down there, and you just yell down there like, "How much have I got left?" That, that, that's from Waterworld. It you is. just describe a scene from Waterworld. That is what it is. That's where I got it from. I felt so bad when that guy, that guy blew up in the explosion. He, but he was guy. he was glad. He was glad he got he blown was, up because he lived in an drop. oil tanker. You know, it was a terrible way yeah. to live. He was like on a little golem boat in yeah, the he oil was. tanker. He was like, how much oil we got left down there? And he's like, not Well, not. at any rate, now there's an aluminum fuel tank available for your Series 2, Series Fantastic. 2A, or Series 3 109 station wagon. That is a unit that won't leak immediately. The ones that were commonly available in the aftermarket were uncoated on the inside. They had no Ooh. coating. And so any condensation would cause them to rust. Yeah. Uh, it was very common for them to leak immediately upon installation or <laughs> if not immediately within several months. So yeah. this is a great thing for 109 station wagon owners uh, to have this fuel tank. And they have a variety of neat features. They have the baffles, just like the yeah. original ones do. They accept yeah. a six screw sending unit. Nice. They have a screw on filler neck. So shipping is much reduced and you can remove and replace the trailer hitch without dropping the fuel tank. So oh that's that's some my. nice stuff. That is nice. So anyway, if you are in need of a 109 fuel tank, look no further than Pangolin 4x4. Your friends and are- in other aluminum fabrication news, we have received a Series 3 left-hand drive lower dash 
from your friends over at Rad Rovers. Oh, yeah. Those those guys were kind enough to send us one of their prototype. Actually, I don't think it's a prototype. I think it's a production mm-hmm. Series 3 Lower Dash. So this is another product that hasn't been available for a long, long no, time. Super series hard 3 to Lower Dash. Possible. Super hard to find. It's kind of a co- corrosion trap between yes. the, <laughs> the bulkhead and the, the lower dash. Yes. Was it designed so this, specifically to rot away completely? To dissolve. And yes, to dis- it's, it's, it's impossible to see that when you look at the yep. vehicle in yep. many cases because it's yep. covered in vinyl. It's and vinyl. <laughs> yeah, so you see this car and it, it looks pretty nice on the inside and then you you touch the, the dash and it's, it's, it's just vinyl. It's yes, floppy. It's... it's yeah. It's not what you want. So these guys over at Rad Rovers have designed and built a fully aluminum mm-hmm. alloy replacement mm. lower dash. And this, uh, the other problem with the original was the heater ducting was actually yeah. part of the dash. Part of the so dash, yeah. the changes in temperatures caused condensation and, and corrosion in the, mm-hmm. inside the dash. So, mm-hmm. so these Rad Rover guys saw that there was no... There was no available lower dash. People were restoring dashes, spending lots of money on custom fabrication. Mm-hmm. So they kindly sent us a, a really nicely constructed lower dash. It's fully laser cut, CNC formed, and TIG welded. And wow. it's really nice. We'll put some uh, pictures up on the um, on the show notes. We haven't had a chance to fit one to a Series 3, but not only does it have the the full lower dash section with the heater ducting in it it also has i believe mm. a wiper motor cover so this goes Ooh. side to side full, side to side full lower dash for a left-hand drive series three so anyway something nice. to look out for if you've got a series three and you need a lower dash which is like i think somewhere around 100 percent. 100 percent of series threes need that yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, especially the wiper motor cover because that's you know right by the door and seems to just also very difficult to get. You oh, can, super hard! Yeah, yeah. That wiper motor cover kind of continued into the Defender, but most mm-hmm. of those have like little switch holes and yeah. stuff in them. Yeah, yeah. But the that's Series right. Three's yeah. never got. Yeah. The nice so. thing about that, though, on your Series Three is if you need to change the wiper motor off, you can just often pull that thing off or simply push your hand through it because it's completely corroded under that vinyl. So you can Usually just, sort it just of falls like, off. Mush it away. Yeah, you can just mush it away. <laughs> it's, it's easy to, yeah, it's yeah. easy to get down it, there. Yeah, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Frequently, it feels like it's made of fondant. It's yeah. like, is it cake? Is it cake? Is your it dash cake? is cake. You're yeah. not sure. Your dash is cake. You're not yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. Same consistency. Well, speaking of is so, it cake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've we've got a good show for you today. So yeah, I understand our- that we have a Land Rover celebrity. If you, you might say a Land Rover luminary on the show today. Is that, I think you is would. I think you would say a Land Rover. We have the high priest of Anarch. <laughs> uh, we have the roving architect. We have none other than legendary Bob Steele himself, fresh from the slopes. We've actually got him in in between ski runs on a, uh, he on a big just ski skied trip. into the interview room off of a triple diamond. He did. That's right. Yeah. Slope. He, he's right. here. He's an amazing human being and yeah. an all-around great guy. We're lucky yeah. to have him on the show. He's going to talk about the calendar events for this year's Association of North American Land Rover Clubs events. I'm That's excited right. to hear all about this. All right, let's get him in before uh, the chairlift picks him back up and uh, takes him back to the hill. So well, let's swap on over. All right. Well, we are joined by a good friend of the show, a patron, in fact, maybe patron saint, 
of Anarch, the Archduke, if you will, of Anarch. I always get this mixed up because I always want to say North American, but it's actually Association of American Rover Clubs. The one, the only, the irrefutable, irreplaceable, and certainly unimpeachable Bob Steele. Bob, welcome back to the show. It is always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for taking a few moments out of what sounds like a pretty epic ski trip to chat with us and get a little bit of an anarch state of the union. Glad to be here. It's great to see you guys. Well, it is always great to see you. Great to see you, Bob. So we thought maybe we would just get a little bit of a, you know, an anarch calendar update. I know that John Kostich and the rest of the Center Steer gang are going to do a little bit deeper dive into some of the upcoming events. But I thought we might just talk about the year in Anarch and what, what we have in store for the, uh, the community and what everybody has to look forward to. I know I'm certainly, as Jeff Aronson and I were chatting the other night, I'm certainly looking forward to making up a bunch of facts about the RTV again. And we're certainly looking forward to the Anarch Cup and all that sort of stuff. And just, you know, getting together with the North American community of Land Rover owners and enthusiasts. And so, yeah, what do we have to look forward to this year, Bob? Well, let me start off, if I could, by just thanking everybody who participated last year in the 75th Diamond Jubilee. Many of your listeners and supporters, Steve and Ike, were there. You were both there. You, you were. were a big part of our celebration. We had what, somewhere over 500 vehicles and over Amazing. a thousand enthusiasts from around the continent Amazing. attend the events. Thank you to all of you. Our goal at Anarch is to keep that good energy going forward into 2024. Mm -hmm. And we're very excited that we can announce we're going to have three events this year with member clubs that kind of go all across the continent. Yeah. You know, last year we were in New York at Greek Peak for the 75th. This year we're working with three clubs and we can announce the dates of those and a little bit of the specifics. And Steve, as you mentioned, yeah, John with Center Steer, they'll be getting into details in the future. I hope you'll be doing the same. We'd love oh, for sure. all of all of the Land Rover community to know about these events. They're wonderful opportunities to go and see different parts of the country, mm -hmm. get to meet new people, make new friends, get to see old friends. So we're very excited at Anarch to have this going. All of the clubs, you know, we have approximately two dozen, it might be 27 if, that, if there's an exact number of member oh, clubs yeah. across the United States, Canada, Mexico. Mm -hmm that comprise over 6,000 members. Mm -hmm. So at a minimum, we are hopefully being a big part of those 6,000 Land Rover enthusiasts, being a part of their lives. And our goal is to enrich it further by having these opportunities to get out and about. Yeah. So, you know, the three events coming up, Ike, in your neighborhood, first up is the Pacific Coast Rover Club. Those guys in Oregon, Ike, man, you guys are the top of the heap. You, you guys have some great leaders up there. We have an event scheduled at in Redmond, Oregon, May 24th to 27th. That is Memorial Day weekend, yep. so hopefully that helps with a four-day event mm -hmm. for people who want to travel to Redmond. There's an airport there for people who fly in. We don't encourage that. We're Land Rover owners. We like to drive our everything from our Series 1 to our brand spanking new Range Rovers. That's right. Unless your 80-inch arrives in Placid Lassie, in which case... You make an exception there. That would be all right. That's all right. If Ben there. flies in Dixon's 80 inch, that would be, yeah. that's, that's the only exception. That's the only exception. Yeah. And, and the good news is there are a lot of people coming out, Ike, to visit you in Oregon who are from the East Coast. Some of us will be driving cross country. That's right. 
And they will and all need their vehicles need- repaired. So uh, oh, yeah, right. yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, this event has been on the radar for a little while, and with the combined forces of the PCRC, which is a a fairly active club with a, a pretty good membership, lots of really nice folks in the Pacific Northwest region, all the way from Idaho to British Columbia to Northern California, kind of a, a good group of people and what a great area to explore. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping to do some trail runs with with everyone. Just got to decide what's the right vehicle to bring. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I really appreciate all the efforts that not only the PCRC have put in, but also your Anarch fellow compatriots. So thanks again for, for doing that. And it's great to see some of that next level enthusiasm, you know, for, for these national type events. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see what, what we got going on. I'm already applying yeah. the pressure to John Kosich to fly here to Los Angeles and then he and I will drive up in the Freelander. I think it's the, it's the perfect, it's the perfect that way. Put John over to the top, Steve. Know. You know, that's his dream. Right? I know. I know. I think it's the right way. It's the right way to start to see that Freelander come into that event under its own power nigh impossible but you know i think you know there's it's the right way to do it you know so right and, and that would be so, cause for celebration right there i think exactly right <laughs> right into the event at a freelander exactly is there anyone in the pcrc that you've been working with bob that you'd you'd like to thank yeah and and i thank you i would love to give a big shout out this club ike that you're a member of is really really a healthy club if i understand correctly you have over 275 members as you know, they're scattered all across the Pacific Northwest. Their president, Bruce Franklin, has been instrumental in getting all this going. Uh, Lou Tauber is very active in the event mm-hmm. planning. Mm-hmm. There's Bryce Oliver, Rebecca Oliver, Jesse Coombs, Jeff Carpenter, Karen Gillette, Ryan Phillips. Those are just some of the people who are helping out, Ike. So yeah. your club right has really stepped up in a big way. And you're correct. They're really doing, they're, they're the boots on the ground, right? They're the ones doing all the work out there, working with caterers, setting up the trail network, doing the specifics. While my dear friend, Bruce Fowler, I, I think you know Bruce, mm-hmm. he and I just spent the week together up in Maine at his Winter Romp event. Bruce and I are doing our best to supplement and support all of the PCRC leadership, and that's mm-hmm. our job. And, you know, we've mentioned John. John's actually a big part of this. I didn't realize John was such a techno wizard, and he can set up websites, event registrations, do all this incredible stuff, but not to mention all the boot on social media, which I know nothing about. Uh, but there are probably a dozen critical volunteers already working on this event to ensure that in Maine, when we all show up in Redmond, Oregon, we're all going to have a great time. And, and to be specific, it is at the Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, which is a beautiful venue. That's where they actually host the Overland Expo. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Festival. Yep. Yep. We've been yeah, there. So we're renting... Yeah, yeah, we're renting buildings for the meals and the daily drivers meetings. Nice. There's free primitive camping. We've rented a couple fields there. There is a, an RV park adjacent to this building that's in the Fair and Expo Center. You, you do have to pay for those sites because mm-hmm. they're full service. Mm-hmm. But there will be free primitive camping included in the registration. So PCRC has done a great job setting up a wonderful event. I hope everybody can make it out. We are doing our best to have this event go live for registration on March 1st. 
Mm -hmm. Cool. So everybody should mark that date. Okay. But March 1st is our goal to let it go live so people can start registering. PCRC is hopeful they'll have over 200 registrations. Mm -hmm. If I understand correctly, they've never had an event that big. Mike, is that correct? Well, certainly in the past, they've had uh, some events that have been on the larger side, I would say, you know, with over 100 registrants, you know, typically the Rover Rendezvous and which is is usually a spring event and uh, the all British field meet are, mm-hmm. are they tend to be the, the most well attended ones. But certainly one of this scale is is on the ambitious side. You know, if your membership is 275 and you're hoping that you've got 200 registrants for an event, that's that's pretty ambitious. But, you know, I think getting some of the other clubs involved and, and uh, obviously with your help at a national level, hopefully we can draw, you know, a lot of visitors. So we'll do our best to get the word out. And as soon as you give us the go-ahead, we'll announce, you know, where you can sign up yeah. to, to attend. And we're certainly going yeah. to rally the horse-drawn Freelander Club to show up in force. And we'll, we'll get the word out there, Bob, as Thank details you. emerge. And uh, yeah, we like I said, I've talked to Jeff Aronson already. There will, you know, there'll be an RTV event there. There will all that, all that good stuff. So looking very, very, very forward to it. And yeah, Southern California is trying to field an RTV team. As you know, a little difficult to get anything together down here with with any kind of accuracy or organization, but it's working on it. Working on it. Distraction down there. (laughs) We're working on it. So, you know, the great thing about Anarch is that it's a reason for clubs to think about things on a national level, to come together to these events, to look at things like RTV, to look at, you know, just look forward to events where there's a real reason for other clubs to join these events, to come together. And we can't thank you and the rest of the, you know, entirely volunteer boards for, you know, putting this together, for coming together on our behalf and making these events happen. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Diamond Jubilee is, you know, was proof positive that, man, a little energy put behind this and and look what can happen. What an incredible event. I mean, just the sheer number of different types of Land Rovers there in volume. Again, you know, unfortunately, no, no Freelanders, but almost every other. I mean, there was more than one forward control there. There was more 80 inch Land Rovers than maybe have been in any one place since they were sold new. There was, you know, the, the largest concentration of Camel Trophy competitors in one place since, you know, probably U.S. trials. There was, you know, all these amazing things and what a fantastic opportunity to do that and to sort of see little micro versions of that across the country throughout the year. Just fantastic. You know, what a, what a great what a great opportunity for people. Well, thank you, Steve and Ike. I mean, that's what we enjoy doing. I mean, that is the mission of Anarch is grow and increase the enthusiasm of our Land Rover heritage community, whether it is the old 80 inch, the occasional Freelander, the mighty Freelander there, or the newer worry. vehicles. Yeah. Uh, we're all, you know, we all drink from the same canteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the, the notion of Pacific Coast is, you know, w- when we have that event, Ike, you know the beauty of the terrain out there, and we're going to be focused upon that. We're then going to take that to a really unique event in Minnesota. Mm. The first week in August, August 1st to 4th in Gilbert, Minnesota, where we're working with that club, their president, Tony Kiefer, Dr. Mm-hmm. Rick, Dale, yep. John, a number of others up there are really active. And I have to make this announcement. For the first time ever that in my recollection, 
at a Land Rover event, we will be featuring an astrologist and focused on the northern lights and the constellations. Oh. Somebody named Astro Bob. Astro will be Bob. Bob. <laughs> Is that your alter ego? Well, Astro I, Bob. I might be Do you just put on like a mustache and, and a different hat or something, Bob? And like... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so I got to meet this guy. Yeah. I mean, he's going to come out one of the evenings, you know, yes. at, at sunset. We're actually going to have a function. It, wow. Obviously, there will be brown water involved. Yeah, of um, course. I think you need that. Be, yeah, for sure. To yeah, enjoy and that there event. might even be a little Texas Pete's pickle juice. Oh, in there. I, I, I would suggest <laughs> that we do that for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's a staple yeah. now, by the way, Bob. I, uh, but, so I, I never realized this until we started planning this event with Minnesota, that apparently this weekend in August is mm -hmm. their high season for the Northern Lights. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to be focused upon that. It's something new. It yeah. doesn't involve terrain or our vehicles necessarily, but it is something wonderful that, you know, wow. families, yeah. all of us, we can all enjoy it. So Tony and his group up in Minnesota, that that event's ready to go. So These guys cool. are so well organized up there. Again, it'll Tony's be in Gilbert, a, Minnesota, yeah, August 1st, 4th. They will be at the Iron Range Off-Road Park. Okay. And we'll mm -hmm. be using the West 40 Campground as our base for all the daily drivers okay. meetings and what have you. Yeah. Those event details are set to go out approximately two or three weeks after we get the Pacific Coast event re registration going okay. on March 1st. But, you know, that really could be an interesting <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, and, and, and as everybody knows, I mean, that's basically Canada. So, uh, you know, and uh, that's yes. almost the same parallel that I grew up in. And I can tell you that the the Northern Lights are are really something to experience. It really is an incredible phenomenon. And and to to sort of enjoy that with a with a big group of people is, is pretty is pretty awesome. That's super cool. Well, I have to try yeah, to, and, and who to try to make it out there for Astro that. That sounds Bob. great. Yeah, Astro Bob. I I I can't wait to see Astro Bob. That's something else. Well, the the interesting thing about that part of the country, you know, the Minnesota clubs have been sharing a lot of imagery and details with with Anarch, with Bruce Fowler and myself. We're helping them plan it. It's a it's a different part of the country, right? That's yeah. that's apparently where all the iron ore came that's from. Right. Right? That's right. That's exactly right. It's highly magnetic yeah, there. Yeah. 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 It, and, and here's a good one. We're, we're, we're staying on the shores of Lake Orbegon, you know, Lake Orbegon, right? Yeah, all Orbegon, the ore's yeah. gone. So yep. Now it's a lake. Yep. Anyways, that Minnesota event will be a great time. And I encourage everybody to put that on their radar and no reason to fly there because there are no airports nearby. <laughs> you have to drive to that one. Well, that's okay. That's a beautiful part of the country to to drive through. Yeah. And then our third and final event to, to try and spread this across the, the country will be in Alabama down on the Gulf Coast, oh, October wow. 24th to 27th. Okay. The Gulf, yeah, the Gulf Coast Club, Charles Bell, who's their president. Mm -hmm is working with Bruce and I on an event there at the, I believe it's called the Grand Forks off-road venue. It's in Robertsdale or Robertsville, Alabama. Again, those, those events are a little further out or those details are a little bit further out. Charles is working with Anarch with Bruce and I on it. And we hope to get those out by June or so. So that's a little bit further behind, but the the, the venue has been reserved. There will be mm -hmm. an event in Alabama. It's right near the coast, you know, the Gulf Coast. And you're literally probably, well, walking distance for some to Florida. And we have <laughs> to, yeah. 
Bill Burke will be there for that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyways, those are our three events. We hope everybody will mark their calendars and stay tuned for details as, as we get them. Steve and Ike will get them to you. We truly appreciate your support of, of our community, all of our member clubs at Anarch. You guys do a great job broadcasting the news and certainly want to make sure you have everything you need. Uh, make sure your listeners are well aware of all the good things happening in 2024. Well, and we want to try to be as present at at least some part of the team. Ike, myself, Jenna, Liza, Linus, Maddie, and Abigail, at least some or all of these events part of the team so that we can, you know, obviously meet as many of the Anarchers as possible, as many listeners as possible, as many native Floridian animals as possible that's definitely in our in our mandate this year going forward we want to try to get out there in the community and get it uh you know line us to a wrestle a wrestle a gator so that's on our it's on our to-do that'd list. be wonderful we'd yeah. love to see you guys there you're part of our luminary our, you know, our celebrities well i don't know about that country about that. No. everybody loves to see you guys i know i enjoy seeing you guys it's always a treat to see you and you know being a part of this community, you guys being out there, that's an important part of it. And I think that's why you'll see people who you saw at Greek Peak, whether it's, you know, Jeff Aronson or Bill Burke, you know, those types. We are talking with all our Camel Trophy friends, too. We hope to have a number of them there. I don't know if we can get, you know, close friends like Nick Dimbleby to make a trip back. But that's certainly our goal is to introduce these clubs to some of the people you know well, right? Yeah. I mean, these are people yeah. who influence our community. And I think they really enjoy getting to know and to meet Land Rover enthusiasts out yeah. there. I mean, we all, again, we all drink from the same canteen and it's all good stuff. That's so, right. You know, one, one of the exciting things for me is, you know, you mentioned the RTV. We will have the Anarch Pup mm -hmm. Challenge mm -hmm. this year and it'll be held at all three events. And cumulatively, each club, like if my club in Virginia has two teams in Oregon, two teams in Minnesota, and two teams in Alabama, they don't have to be the same competitors at each venue. It mm -hmm. can be different members of Rove, of my club, or Steve, your club in right. Southern California. So the idea is that in Alabama in October, we'll award the Anarch Cup to the club at that point that's the winner. And as a reminder, just to make sure it's public knowledge, New Mexico, the New Mexico club won the event. They have right. the Anarch Cup, Chris Cole's shop in, <laughs> in New Mexico. My club, Rove, Virginia, won the best cumulative score. And the team spirit, because they, and you saw it, Steve, they drove that trials course with a canoe on. And I loved it. Road. That's my, that's my, fa I mean, it was my favorite <laughs> team based solely on canoe, you know, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, you, Minnesota. yeah, exactly. You do a <laughs> canoe on the roof of your Range Rover in my book, you've already won, you know, I think just by showing yeah. up, you know, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they have elevated the bar. So, you know, we'll be having the NR cup now a big supporter. I have to give a shout out to Mark Latourne at Ro Rovers North. Rovers North will be sponsoring the trials course at all three events mm -hmm. and basically managing it. Part of their gift to each of these three clubs is each of the clubs will receive a trials course satchel or box with the 160 canes, all the flags, oh, cool. the banners, oh, cool. four courts, so that that can be left with each club so that they can do RTVs in the future at their own club events. That's cool. So hats off Great. to Mark. He's always been a big believer 
in these trials courses and the benefits they provide to people learning how to drive their vehicles better or those who are just incredibly expert at getting through those courses. Those courses, yeah. Thank you to Rovers North. And that's why Jeff Aronson will be at all the events. People like Zach Griswold and others at North will probably be attending also. And, you know, we've heard from a a lot of our supporters of Anarch. You know, hats off to Justin at Lucky 8, Mm -hmm. Ralph Eric, Eric Riston at Atlantic British. All these people are wonderful supporters. And I could name another 20. They will all be a part of these three events. They will be supporting, through their support of Anarch, they are supporting these three clubs. And Anarch will be distributing those funds to the club. So the goal is, after each of these three events, each of these clubs has a healthy treasury with some money in the bank to continue to do events in the future after Anarch's gone. Right. You know, so that's the goal is to make each club, you know, better and, mm-hmm. and, and have more joy in the future. Well, thanks awesome. for all of it, Bob. It's really fantastic. And again, yeah, thank you to those sponsors because it does make it a ton of fun to be able to have those events to be able to have these events at these fabulous facilities where there are buildings and there are places to cook and places to sit down and not just in a weird empty field somewhere. So that's that's a key element as well. And yeah, certainly Rovers North specifically and their support of the RTV is great and giving the clubs the the resources and also Jeff Aronson's open willingness to speak to clubs and walk them through the process. I know that that's been very helpful for us here uh, in Southern California as we try to put together sort of a training plan for teams here. Just how does it work? How do you set up one of these courses? What do you do, you know, to sort of score it and marshal it and all that sort of stuff? You know, Aronson is, is always willing to do a Zoom and walk you through it and draw the pictures on a whiteboard and and all of that. And that's immensely helpful as well, because, you know, a lot of folks just don't even know where to start. You know, how do we even set up a course? How do we, once we've got it set up, how do we know what, what to do? You know, how do we judge it? How do we marshal it? And, and so thank you to Jeff Aronson, again, certainly a luminary without, without a doubt, you know, a, tre- a national treasure, that gentleman. I, I've said Nicholas Cage is they're constantly trying to steal Jeff Aronson, that's for sure. So... <laughs> we all love Jeff. He, he is truly wonderful. And again, you know, on this trials course thing, Jeff is actually writing a book on how to do it. Wow. That will be That's distributed really cool. to all Anarch member clubs. And like out in Oregon, when he goes to set up the trials course out there, Steve, your club can come up. Any other club members who are there, he will literally show you how to do it and mm-hmm. how to get the, the various marshals and judges and all of that. What a wealth of knowledge Jeff is. So yeah. we're, we're delighted to have him lead that charge for us at Anarchist. Yeah, that's a great point. If, you know, if your club wants to get into the RTV, these are great opportunities to do that. Send someone, get a couple people to go up and, you know, Aronson will absolutely you know, show you the ropes, probably even let, you know, those club members marshal stuff, certainly shadow the people that are doing it, really get a sense hands-on of how it's set up. And that's the best way to learn is to, is to sort of be there and see it and don't listen to anything that I'm saying because I'm making it all up. So, uh, but it is a good, it is definitely it's super fun. It is super fun. It's super fun. And it's, and it's great to do. And it's a huge thing in the UK. It is like, it is a, it is like a, a national pastime over there. Like it is a, it is a decades and decades of competition. There are famous 
RTV vehicles that are storied in the community. But it would be great to really build that legacy here as well. We know folks that have owned some of these incredibly famous RTV series vehicles and, you know, to sort of see them up close there. They're these insane, you know, death wagons. And, uh, you know, it's it's really neat. It really is a part of the community over there. So to to sort of see that building here is is awesome. You know, it's super cool. It's something I've wanted to see in the Land Rover community here, this sort of like friendly club level competition kind of thing forever. And it's just it's just great to see it really, really catching on here now. Well, thank yeah, you, Steve. I, we, we, we agree with you. Yeah, I really enjoy wa- whether you want to watch or, or participate and drive. Super fun. Super fun. And it's maybe the characterization death wagon is not entirely accurate. They are typically executed at relatively modest rates of speed, really a focus on skilled driving. But certainly some of those old RTV cars are are pretty primitive and have some some fun features, whether it be cutting brakes or or what have you. They're 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 cool to see. There's definitely some ingenuity involved. Yeah, they're pretty well, cool. Well, and and Steve, you'll be delighted to know that when Anar we received over, I think it was over six hundred responses. You know, we did a follow-up after the event, asked what could we do better? You know, what did you enjoy? What would you like to see us do? High on the list was how much people enjoyed Steve Barris's commentary of course six. Oh yeah, I am sure. Trials yeah. Court. yeah, right. We heard about the top of a lot of people, Steve. <laughs> you you in front of the park. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. They're like that guy. If somebody has got to tell him what is going on because that is not, I don't know what was going on there, but so well, good. I'm, I'm well, glad. people love you, Steve. That was, that, that was great. Standing up on the hill, watching it, being there with Jeff, marshalling it. No. And hearing your commentary, I, I was laughing half the time. I, I couldn't pay attention to the course. That Stevens, so, Stevens play so, by play is is uh, is renowned. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is. No, well, there you so go. You have to be there in Oregon to do the. Uh, I'll be. We'll be there. We'll oh, be there. Yeah, we'll be there for sure. You're, we're, yeah, like I said, you know, right. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hitch up the Clydesdales and bring the the Freelander up, and it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be hey, great. Uh, can, can I throw out, you know, I, it, it dawned on me, you know, thank you to everybody who responded and gave us your honest input on the event. Overwhelmingly positive. So thank you. But it's very constructive. But one thing, one of the other comments was, can you guys do this every year? Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but we can announce that we have booked Greek Peak for the 80th. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Week. Fantastic. So that will be the next time Anarch is a Greek peak. So mark your calendars for that, right? The 80th. And in the interim, these four years, like we're doing this year, we'll have yep. three events this yep. year. We're looking at two events. Steve, we may be talking with your yep. with your club about an event 2025. That's right. Yep. In the interim years, we'll work with the clubs. But then every fifth, the 80th, 85th, you know, moving forward, we'll be going back to Greek peak That's and awesome. doing a, you know, a once a year, a really large event. Yeah, that was that was really incredible. That was not only a national level event; that was an international level event. That's you right. Know, I've been to several events in in other parts of the world, and there's no question it was you've elevated that event to to a, a legendary stature for sure. So definitely worthwhile to and and we drove yep. just just like you asked. That's we right. drove all the way from Oregon right. to Greek Peak for so, the 80th. Uh, Ike and I are going to drive the Forest Rover, so we're going to leave now to get there in time. <laughs> So, Especially if you're in the Freelander. Yeah, well, in the yeah, exactly in the Freelander. We're gonna tow the Freelander with the Forest Rover, so we're gonna leave now. Smart. Yeah, it's gonna smart. Be, yeah, that's gonna be great. Well, Bob, it is always a immense pleasure 
having you on the show. And please come back frequently and uh, you know give us updates as there is moving and shaking in the world of Anarch. We don't want to keep you from shredding some sweet powder any longer. So uh, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. And uh, again, we appreciate as a community, everything you and your cohort does for us with these events and everything you do to tie the community together. So please enjoy a brown water or 27 on us tonight. And we will catch up with you, I guess, next in Oregon. So looking forward to that. We'll see you soon, Bob. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Thanks for coming on the program. I'm looking forward to uh, this and many other events. Well, thank you, fellas. It's always great to see you. We, we love you out here, you know, in the Land Rover community. So we'll stay in touch. And I am looking forward to seeing the two of you in Oregon and May. So take care. All right. Well, there we go. He's off back to the top of the mountain and uh, into the snowy wilderness and uh, looking forward to seeing him, I guess, first up at the uh, Oregon event. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody turn up for the the Oregon Anarch event over there in Redmond. Yeah, a neat, a neat area close to a lot of trails, neat stuff. So hoping to uh, bring some cars out there, see some yeah. nice folks, do some classic Pacific Northwest Land River driving. It's going to be yeah. cool. You're going to be coming up, Stephen? Yeah. Uh, we're coming up one way or another. Like I said, we are going to attempt to bring the Freelander. I'm not sure if we're bringing it under its own power or, like I said, if it's going to be horse-drawn or who knows, but uh, we're going to try to bring that. There's a world in which we might bring the Forward Control, the official underpowered hour podcast wagon. We may, oh, yeah. uh, you know, who knows? We might bring one of the one of the series wagons. We might bring, uh, who knows? You know, we got all kinds of, maybe the rally car, the, the dream machine. You know, who knows? We got all kinds of stuff. My Series 3 is sitting there at your shop, so that would be real easy to just bring. <laughs> but that's that what like cheating. Feels like cheating. Feels like cheating. Feels like cheating. Yeah, like, you know, it's yeah, you know, that'd be great. Maybe I'll bring your uh, just your Dodge Power Wagon and just run over a bunch of stuff. I don't know. So, just a note to our listeners: as you know, the closer we get to this Anarch event there in Oregon, we're going to be posting up some special offers. So, look Ooh. for those special offers on the Underpower Hour store. We're going to have yep. some coupons that will entitle Ooh. you to a free serenade by yeah. none other than Underpowered uh, Regular. Linus Tremaine. So That's right. look for that. Banjo serenades. Uh, whether, uh, whether you want it or not, you know, we can do forceful serenades of people that, you know, you don't, maybe you don't care for, you know, if you want a surprise <laughs> serenade at any time of day as well. You know, get ones for your friends, get ones for your enemies, get yeah. ones for your loved ones. It's it's going to be great. You know, we'll have again our uh, little probably little area set up there where you can get all your uh, underpowered hour merch. So uh, here and get that. And uh, yeah, you know, maybe maybe we'll bring up the 3D printer. We'll bring up the old uh, Bamboo Lab Carbon X1 and we'll rip off some 3D material uh, right there for people. You know, Who we're going to print a banjo for Linus. Oh, my That's God. It's going to be amazing. Spend the entire weekend printing a banjo for Linus. That's going to be great. It's going to be great. Well, at that, we better get downstairs and start preppy uh, freelander as this event is only several months away so we're going to need to we're going to start definitely not going to drive itself no, you better get started not drive itself so, all right well it's been a pleasure as always and we will see you uh, next week all right see you then The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.